Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Y'all, two peas in the bong in the building. It's your boy DP. It's your boy KP. It's your boy Ubong, also known as Bong. This is episode nine, man. Um, we do try to take on different topics and discuss some things that might reveal uh, certain hurdles or challenges that we need to overcome or we need to think deeper about certain things or whatever the case may be. Uh, this particular topic that we're going to discuss today is no different. Um, so I guess, you know, we, if you fellas are ready to go on and jump into this, then I'm ready to go and jump into this. So uh, let me know. Let's go. Okay. All right, y'all. So King David conquered Jerusalem, the city wherein Zion is located. It was a takeover of an area known as the city of Jebus, which was inhabited by Jebusites, the Canaanite tribe. It was later David's son Solomon who centralized the worship of God at the hill known as Mount Zion in the city of Jerusalem. You've probably read or heard about several accounts of battles and struggles centered on the control of the city of Jerusalem. We've even seen historical dramas like the movie Kingdom of Heaven present depictions of ancient Jerusalem. Well, in present day, a different Zion has become the centerpiece of discussions. Discussions related to different battles or struggles. Yes, Zion Williamson is beginning to make his mark on the NBA, but he is not the Zion we will be discussing today. Instead, it is the recent news and headlines regarding Zion Wade that have triggered our discussions. Zion Wade is one of recently retired NBA player Dwayne Wade's children. According to Dwayne Wade, Zion now prefers to be referred to as Zaya and wants to live his truth and identify as a young woman. So I just want to open the stage to you guys and just kind of get your feedback on the situation um, just in general. And then we can move on to uh, some specific questions that are kind of, you know, dig a little deeper into a couple different things. So fellas, who wants to go ahead and uh, jump on in? Um, I'll start. So I began to really look at this a year ago. Um, April 7th, 2019, when Gabrielle tweeted about uh, with pictures of her um, and her two older, her two stepsons, um, Zion, also known now as Zaya, and, and Zaire Wade at the, uh, at the gay parade in Miami. It was in Miami, Florida. And Dwayne Wade was in, you know, Toronto at the time playing against the Raptors. He was still in the league. But... That first sparked, you know, just kind of curiosity in a sense because I was like, huh, why would you take your child to a to to a parade? Now, you know, to each his own, but 
then to kind of post it and to say that basically um we what did she say she said that uh with pride we 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 basically we take pride in loving each other and every and, and everybody was had their arms around uh zaya with uh D- Dwayne Wade's son had his arm around him it was like I love you forever bro and, and Dwayne Wade posted on it and everything and so at, at at that first point I was thinking man this child's 11 years old is this child old enough to make this kind of decision this life altering decision fast forward almost a year later now to where uh the decision was made to live in you know to live her truth and then I'm thinking again as a 12 year old is this 12 year old really in a position to make a life altering decision this is life altering and and then to go from there now i look at the position of a Dwayne wade and i'm thinking man i i i understand man you got love for your child i i you know i i love my children and that's got to be a tough position to be in because you want to love your child regardless but i i just look at it and i, I this is you know it, it sparked conversation in my house and my wife and I were talking and I'm thinking, man, that's the thing that I kind of wrestle with um, in this whole situation is because it it almost feels like allowing a child to make the decision as to how they want to live the rest of their life prior to them becoming an adult. Now, if this was a con- you know, if this were to happen once Zaya became an adult and made this decision for herself then I think it would be totally different. Um, but when you make this decision when they're so young, it's so much more mental development that has to take place. There's so much more maturity that has to take place. If you were to ask a, a 12-year-old, I mean, I mean we'll, we'll, and we'll get past a 12-year-old child, we'll just, I'll, I'll ask the two of you, when you first went to college, well, or when you went to college, how many times did you change your major? DP, Uma? None. None. <laughs> Did you ever? never? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. At one point, you wanted to go into broadcast journalism. I and never. Point, I that that's retrospectively looking at it. I told you that I thought I should have done journalism, but while I was in college. I didn't even think about pursuing journalism. I did journalism in high school. I thought you did business. At, I thought you were going to do business administration, but it wasn't on the ASU main campus. It was on the East campus. So you end up doing management. But it's still business. So it wasn't yeah. a matter of. Yeah, it was business management or business administration. That's not a stretch. I mean, it is. It's just business. And my, yeah. and my thing was my thing was I just wanted something broad. And I don't want to, you know, go too far left with this. I just wanted something broad that would encompass different things because I was of the mindset that, uh, you know, I can I can major in this, but I can do something different after I leave school. We're totally scratching you out, and we're totally cut that. <laughs> but so I, I, I didn't change my major either. Um, but, yeah, but, but, no, no, but I understand. <laughs> I understand the analogy. I understand the analogy in that a lot of kids still, even at the age of 18, 19, 20 years old, don't know what they want to be or what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just I, I do too. I'm just I was just making it tough on you. But yeah, absolutely. And there's people who started college and stopped. 
because they didn't see that as the path they wanted to go down. So, yeah, their minds changed while they were coming of age, so to speak. So, yeah, I get that. So um, and then I saw the um, the interview that Dwayne Wade had on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And even that in itself. <sighs> what were some of the key takeaways or some of the some of the highlights of the interview? Because I didn't watch it. Was that. You know, just Dwayne Wade being very supportive. And he said that, you know, Zion came home as a 12 year old and told his family that he was ready to live his truth and wants to be referred to as a girl and wants to be called Zaya. And then he was talking about how Gabrielle Union um, reached out to the cast of Pose. And Pose is is a TV show with the largest cast of trans actors in TV history. So that was who they kind of reached out to to get more information um, in dealing with Zaya and, and the sensitivity of everything. I'll say this. Um, obviously, this is a, a touchy subject, so I will approach it with slight caution. But at the same time, I'll speak as a father of three boys and <clears throat> um, it's tough to watch. And I never claim to know what goes on in or behind closed doors in the Wade household. Um, I would just be guessing and giving my personal opinion of what I think. But at the end of the day, Zion did not wake up at 12 years old and decide, hey, I want to be I want to live what and I want to live my truth or whatever it is that he said. So we would have to know the backstory behind um, how we got to where he is right now. Um, I read a report where Zion's or Zaya's mother, biological mother, um, filed a lawsuit against Gabrielle Union about probably like nine years ago. And she did an interview and she was being questioned about like why she filed the lawsuit and if she was just a, a scorned ex-wife. Um, and I believe she stated that she was filing a lawsuit against Gabrielle Union because she was doing things that were affecting her kids. So obviously, naturally, people started showing pictures of Zaya or Zion as a younger kid, because remember, they were saying that he was born this way and he wanted to, he I wanted to identify as a girl even at a young age. But they're showing pictures that he's not looking feminine and his mother felt that the influence that Gabrielle Union had on her son was uh, was having a major effect on him. And let's fast forward. He was at he was at the the pride parade with who? With Gabrielle Union. OK. Um, you know, so again, it's up to uh, it's up to you as a parent to raise your your kid. Fathers should be in their son's lives. Dwayne Wade was at a game in Toronto when his then son, Zion, was at a gay parade with his now wife, Gabrielle Union. Um, and one of the, I think one of the biggest things about being an athlete and then having the fame that he has in your, during your career, it, it, it may, and again, I, without knowing the, the inner workings of that family, you, it has a tendency to pull you away from your kids. So now you're not in their day-to-day -day life. 
You have a nanny that you pay because you have money to pay a nanny. Nanny does X, Y, and Z for you. You put them in the, the best schools because you can afford to put them there. And you put them in these different schools, especially the ones where a lot of people have money. There's a different thought process. You know, um, there, these schools are more likely to encourage them to be whatever you want to be. So if you feel like you want to identify as an alien, by all means, you have the freedom to identify as an alien and nobody can tell you otherwise. If you feel you want to identify as whatever, you know, like you can. So what happens in a situation like that, I feel you need to have structure at home that keeps you on, you know, on balance. Um, I think we discussed I can't remember which episode, but we discussed, you know, having um, having uh, my son in a in a school that's racially diverse and there's different thought processes and different upbringings and how I need to reinforce values at home so that when he goes out in public and he goes to school and somebody else is trying to tell him something. He's not easily swayed. His opinion isn't easily, you know, bought because it sounds intriguing. Like someone, oh, you're a wizard. Austin, you're going to be a wizard today. And he's like, okay, well, I want to identify as a wizard. Like, I need to. Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be able to come, bring him back home, reel him back in, and set, you know, just teach him core values, you know, just different things that will help him grow and be successful in life as a black man, which is what he will ultimately be when he grows up. Well, here's the thing. Um, a few years ago, Charlize Theron, actress Charlize Theron, she adopted, um, she has a black son. She adopted him. And she was dressing him like a girl, or she was dressing him in, in attire that, little girls would wear and her child had to be about five or six years old so if you look close at the pictures you would have thought that Charlize Theron had a daughter and people slammed her they were on her they were all over how can you do this your child's not old enough to make a decision when are they old enough to know and understand that this is what they want to do but fast forward a couple years later and Everybody's applauding D Wade for what he's doing and Gabrielle Union for what they're doing. So I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about the um, the whole situation of <clears throat> when Zion went to the gay pride parade. Um, his stepmother Gabrielle Union took him, and his brother was with him. But nigga, could you imagine if I took my sons to Freak Nick? Nigga, the reaction that everybody would have towards me, like. How the, why the hell you taking your boys down to freak and, and having them women shaking their ass and bouncing their ass? What you trying to do to them boys? You trying to turn them boys out? Or just imagine if I took my sons, man, to like a, a topless bar. Like, man, hey, man, we about to go in here. Look at these titties. <laughs> it have a good time. <laughs> man, what do you... <laughs> like, I mean, man, just think about it, man. It, it would be crazy, that outrage that 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 the world would show and people would show towards me celebrating them being heterosexual it would just it'd be too much like 
you're taking your 12 year old son to freak Nick? Is that on the same level? I I get what you're saying, but is that on- well? There's a. I mean, it's a celebration, right? It's a, <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's a celebration at both events. It's a party. It's people having fun. All right, and, man. So yeah, I mean, if y'all out there, it, it, let's start a celebration. I'm gonna start the celebration um, with my sons because they're heterosexual, and anyone else that's you know heterosexual and their sons are heterosexual, we need to start celebrating. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine Mardi Gras or carnival, and my son dancing with the chicks, getting the Mardi Gras beads? Like, <laughs> yeah, niggas would be outraged. You get crucified on social media. You'll be the talk of the town. You might make you, you might make the Breakfast Club. <laughs> you might oh, get yeah. he might get donkey today or some shit like that. Your son had all that lipstick all over his face and all them beads around his neck. Yeah, like yeah, Wim was kissing all over his face. And that shit looked like he was enjoying it. So I <laughs> I didn't want to step in and intrude. But yeah, it's just it's kind of the it's a double standard, man. I, I I hate to sound like that, but it it just it seems like it is, man. All right, man. I I get where you're going, and and right right there on that point, I want to um just mention some. These are children, so let's keep this in mind. These are children, so I don't want this to be taken as it's um you know any type of an attack on uh, children or you know singling them out or just saying they're at fault for this or that or whatever. That's not this in, in any shape or form. And this is also um, an attempt to respectfully address this. Uh, so with, with the point that you were on, as far as uh, Wade, I want to, I do want to ask a question then, um, you know, because you said this sparks a discussion in your home. Um, and I'm sure you guys have gone over different things his position is and when he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, his position is that he's supporting his child. If you were faced with, and it's hard to say if you were faced with um, the situation uh, and it is your son, mm-hmm. are you supporting your child or what are you, what are you doing? If you're, if your child comes to you with that and, and let's, let's, let's go further and let's say he is old enough. Maybe he's in mm-hmm. college now and he's, he's coming to you and he's, asking you or questions about these things are you supporting or what what position are you are you taking i'm loving my son that's that's what i'm doing i'm loving my son i'm talking to my son ultimately you got to be who you are so my my son's got to be who he is and i'm gonna love him regardless <clears throat> as to whoever are you tearing up no 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 i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to love him regardless of what he chooses what he chooses to do because that that's who he is. I've you know, I I I've been there with my sons since day 1, so I'm going to love him regardless. So are you but telling gonna, me are you telling me that you can understand Dwayne Wade's position then? I, under, I understand the love for his son. However, you can love your child but you don't necessarily have to agree and necessarily cater to a decision that they want to make at a young age. Now you said my child, if, if so I'm using the example, if my child was older, 
if my child is older and old enough to make the decision, well, then that's their decision. They're an adult now. At that point, you you've reached a point to where yes, you can you can make that decision. But now my children are minors. Everything that they want to do, I don't give them everything that they want. But that doesn't make me love them any less. My twelve year old son, you know, my my son's twelve years old, eleven years old, ten years old. Up until you're old enough to to step out of my house, take care of yourself, make your own decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to call pops and say, hey, man, I need twenty dollars or I need fifteen dollars to, to put some gas in my car. But is, when you're old enough to make your own decisions, have your own household, by all means, you can do whatever you want to do. I, that's how I was raised. That's what my pops told me. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, when you're old enough to do your own thing and live your own life and you don't need me, by all means, mm-hmm. do what you want. I will not come to your house. This is um, this is quotes from my dad. I will not come to your house and bother you in your house. But as long as you live here, we got rules and regulations. Like in and, and, and it's it's and I'm not saying that to you know to say anything. I'm not. I would never force my kid to do something that he doesn't want to do. I would never force my kid into a situation where you know he's. Well, like, if my kid don't want to wash his ass, I'm forcing him to get in the shower and wash his ass. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. Is that no? I'm I'm messing with you. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. I I mean, so there there's a balance, and you know, with that balance, sometimes there's going to be some decisions that you make that the, your child may not necessarily agree with. You love your child regardless. You support your child. However, how again? And I'm throwing that out there. However, that doesn't mean that you cater to everything that your child may want and i just think that that's the that's kind of the fundamental difference as to where i stand versus where somebody else may stand and again this is just an opinion this is just my opinion that doesn't mean that i'm right that doesn't mean that he's right these are just the the differences now i will talk about an article because i read an article i I sent it to y'all um it was Dwayne Wade's unflinching support of his trans daughter is a turning point. And that was an article by Vanessa Clark. And it was written February 14th of this year of 2020. And so little background on, on Vanessa Clark, Vanessa Clark is a trans woman. So, um, and she basically, I'm reading the article and she referred to the moment as groundbreaking. And she said black athletes don't have the best track record with the LGBT acceptance. And there's a stigma that still persists in the black community around queerness and transness among owner about among older generations. And so basically she was saying she hopes that black athletes use their platforms to influence the black community. And can openly date a trans woman and openly accept a trans child. I <laughs> I, I thought that that was a oh man it, it, it was jaw dropping. It was jaw dropping to say the least because I, I I mean sometimes I just think like the audacity of someone like you want athletes to use their platform to promote what you want uh i mean you know just again 
it's this is fairly new. This is fairly new. I mean, you look at the the DSM. I don't know if you all are familiar with the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. In the D, the, so basically that's like the that's like the Bible of of for medical uh for medical professionals, lawmakers, and in drug insurance companies. And so they put, you know, basically mental illnesses in, in the DSM. And up until December 15th of 1973, homosexuality was considered a mental illness. So we're talking, this hasn't even, this hasn't been 50 years removed. So this is still fairly new for people. As far as you know, acceptance and 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 getting used to things and stuff like that, but you know, to, but you know, expecting athletes to use their platform to promote this—that's, I I think that's a little self. I get what you're saying, Kev, and again, you have to take it with a grain of salt. She's probably trying to spice up the article a little bit, and I don't really want to go into how I would feel um, if my kids or one of my kids came home and wanted to be addressed as a woman or a girl. I have a responsibility to raise my kids the best way I know how, and I will continue to do that. I'm raising them to be respectful of other people, their beliefs, whatever it is that they, you know, identify as. I'm raising them to be black men um, without disrespecting any other anyone that identifies as anything else. And it's funny because there was uh, an interview that Pastor Troy, he's a, a, a rapper from down south. He did an interview because he was getting a lot of flack about um, his 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 stance on you know homosexuality and transgender. And he was unapologetic about how he felt about it. And, you know, he said that in his household, his boys are going to be raised to be straight men. And he was going to do it mili- military, st- like it's going to be what it is. Right. And he got a lot of flack for this. Two, two, two layers. He has a he his fan base is a small percentage. Right. So, like, he has a very loyal fan base it's not yeah. big he's not mainstream you know he's like crunk, not crunk music but like you know like down south like yeah. I, I heard a lot of Pastor Troy when I was at Alabama State yeah. so I know exactly so, you know you're going to a party liable to get out there and there's going to be some fights when some Pastor Troy come on yeah. so yeah. Um, he doesn't care like that's his opinion and He's even though he's getting killed for it, he's like, hey, listen, you guys aren't stopping my money. You guys aren't stopping anything that I can still feel that way. You know, Lil Boosie, he came out and spoke directly on the situation. He got a lot of flack. Another guy, down south rapper, very niche market, and he has a loyal fan base. They're not going anywhere. He got his Planet Fitness membership revoked. They revoked his gym membership. After he made the comment, but you have to understand that. Planet Fitness, you have to understand what Planet Fitness is like. They are a very welcoming environment. Right. So there's a lot of things you can't do at Planet Fitness because they want everybody to be welcome there. So like you can't go into the Planet Fitness wearing a like a like the 
like the gym shirts that look that look like the tank tops, or you can't grunt, you can't slam the weights down because they don't want you to intimidate. So that should tell you like the type of setting it is. And I would, you know, I would assume the fact that they're all welcoming will put Lil Boosie in a situation where he would get his shit revoked at Planet Fitness. But wow, but I brought that up to say that these dudes gave their opinions and they didn't care. They don't care what you think about their opinion, because at the end of the day, they're entitled to their opinion. You know, so it's like like you don't have to agree with it. Like you don't have to agree with it, which I and I respect that. I I respect that. That that leads to another question I have for you guys, and it's you kind of already touched on a lot of the the points that could be raised in response to this. But it's like, what is wrong with respectfully disagreeing? Like, is there an issue if you disagree and you choose to do something other than what someone else is doing? If someone is into a certain lifestyle and you disagree with it, why? Is there an issue if you do not share the same views, the same sentiments, the same, you know, if if you don't agree and you voice that you respectfully disagree, that sometimes is not accepted. Um, and I think, Uban, that's kind of what you were you were touching on. Like You could raise your position, state your opinion, but somebody's going to find something wrong with it and they're going to yeah. try to drag you for that. And that that, too, is 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 wrong. I mean, if you aren't, you know, out here and attacking uh, everyone else like, you know, your your uh, response just now, you said, hey, whoever you are, you know, basically, you know, do what you do, but you're going to raise your kids the way you see fit. You're going to do what you think is the right way to go. And there's some people who may not agree with that but are you attacking those people because they don't dis- they don't agree with what you're doing with your children i no. mean no yeah you you're focused on what you're doing and you're not trying to impart those ways on anyone else um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's like hey if your lane is something that i'm not into i'm not i'm not here to condemn you and and tell you you're wrong and you shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't been doing that like hey again i'm on, i'm in the same uh frame of mind as ubang where it's like hey i have a son and a daughter and i am going to do the best that i can as a father to raise them the way that i believe you know is right what's wrong with that they are my children you know yeah and that's that's just it and that's without that's without stepping on anyone's toes like I am firm in who I, you know, the person that I am and the things that I believe in uh, my children, you know, I'm teaching them like like you say, I'm teaching them what I hope is the right way. And I hope that they become, uh, you know, people who are open minded and don't disrespect other folks and can handle themselves and make decisions without, you know, like we're saying, without being disrespectful to anyone else. I don't want to. um I don't want to feel like I am. You have to agree with everything. Yeah. Or else you're you're castigated. So now it's, it's almost like the reverse. Right. So the way the LGBTQ community felt in 1975 when being homosexual was considered a mental illness is the way. Wow, before, 70, before 73. It was 1973. Yeah. 
December 15, 1973. So the way the LGBTQ community felt in 1973 when, when homosexuality was still considered a mental illness is damn near the way society is trying to tell you you have to feel now if you don't agree with being whatever it is. Like, again, Here, here's my, I don't want to call it gripe, but here's where I raise eyebrows when talking and thinking about the LGBTQ community, a lot of the times they refer to um, them being gay or transgender or lesbian. They refer to it like being black and the same as being black. I, you know, I, I've heard that I was, I was in a class um, in college and, you know, a dude told me that, you know, he was gay and everything. And we were, you know, we we're having a discussion, a class discussion. And he said, you know, it's I, I, I feel like you. I, I feel like I'm treated like I'm black because I'm gay. And, you know, we, we it, 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 it was a healthy discussion. We, we disagreed, but it was a healthy discussion. Well, I um, mean, to that point, I'll, I'll say this. Um so I was I was watching the other day. Um, they gotta have us. Uh, the doc, it's a documentary on Netflix, and it's just about um, you know black folks and the film industry, uh, the marks that they've made and accomplishments and you know hardships and all that kind of stuff. I think um, Debbie Allen was on there. Uh, talking about uh, the production of Amistad. Uh, Harry Belafonte was on there. Whoopi Goldberg was on there. Um, you know, they're talking to a lot of different people. <clears throat> but when you said you were just trying to make a point of how some folks try to liken um, their choices or how they're treated based on their choices in terms of their sexuality, how they try to liken that to being black. Is that that's what you're saying, right, Kevin? Yes. Or KP. Um, so yes. so Harry Belafonte said something on I think it was the first uh episode of it. And it was uh I can't remember the exact words he used, so I'm gonna try to just kind of sum it up or paraphrase or whatever. He said um something to the effect of you would have to be black to actually understand what that means. Like you have to actually be black to understand how it feels to um, be black, experience, black. Yeah, experience, uh, you know, racism and um, experience the uh, blocks in the road that keep you from doing things that you have your mind set out to do uh, because you are black. And it's like if if you you could study all the books you want to study. You can be well-versed in African-American history and uh, whatever you want to do, civil rights and know everything black. But if you ain't black, your experience is still different. Now, if I take that stance on how I feel about being a black man, I feel strong about that. So I'm not going to tell, which I don't think it is the same thing as being black. Your choice in sexuality is not the same as being black. Um, you you wonder if you're born, uh, you know, feeling a certain way or having uh, certain tendencies or thoughts about being, you know, a certain way in terms of your sexuality. There's no question whether you're black or not when you're born black. Like you, you are black. 
and you do you do not have a choice as far as whether you are black or not. So that that in itself from the onset is different. One one thing I will point out, though, is that with me saying all of this, hey, I don't know what it's like to be a part of uh, the LGBTQ community. I don't know what it feels like to be transgender or anything because, hey, that's not me. That is not me. I'm in my lane and I am who I am. And respectfully, I move the way that I move. And that's not to shit on anybody else's parade, you know, because I don't I can't sit here and say, hey, I understand everything that they're going through. I just know what I'm going through. Yeah, yeah I see that. So um, one thing that we kind of didn't mention, I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping off subject, but I was thinking about was... um were just some of the things that um, the LGBTQ community uh, community is fighting for. And one of the things that they're fighting for is shared bathrooms and the joining of sports teams. And, you know, I, I, I look at that. And so you, you have a little girl, Wayne. Could you imagine sending her to the bathroom and, uh, you know, a transgender uh, now identifies as a woman is in the bathroom with her. Like, how uncomfortable would that make you feel? Now, when you say shared bathrooms, though, these are are these separate? Enlighten me. Are these separate bathrooms? Just the male and female <clears throat> bathroom, and going to whatever bathroom you identify as. So if you identify as being a, a female, you can use the female bathroom with all the other females because that's what you identify as. If you identify as male, then you can use the male bathroom because that's what you identify as. You know, I think it goes back to kind of what Ubang was saying, and that is that it's my responsibility to teach my children what I feel is right. And to be respectful of folks around them. It doesn't mean that they have to do the same thing, assimilate or whatever the case may be. You know, my daughter can go in that bathroom and it, I'm teaching her how to conduct herself in any kind of situation. And I just hope that when she's faced with something that gets a little tricky, that she falls back on the things that we're teaching her at home and the values that we're instilling in her and and ultimately just having respect for herself first and then also respecting, you know, those around her. So, I mean, again, man, like I, I don't I can't really speak to uh, the cause because I'm not fighting for it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also not on the picket line with a with a sign fighting against it either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not uh, again, it's not my thing, but do do your thing to each his own that's what we always say and you know that's so cliche but hey man that's really how i feel and kevin you know even before this when we were leading up to this i tell you like i just do my thing and i'm not really knocking nobody else or anybody else for their thing uh, that's that's pretty much my stance man i can't it's a good I mean, i'm not yeah i'm not shaking off of that like i you know what it's a good stance to have yeah i mean at the end of the day you know, I again, I'm I'm no I'm nobody's judge. I need to worry about what the fuck I got to get together in my own self and in my own mind and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just being a black man, period. I got shit that I got to take care of and ain't nobody going to do it for me. 
you know, I got to I got to handle it myself. And it's like I'm not looking for a pity party or nothing or, you know, anything like that. And I'm not looking for anybody to do anything for me. You know, I know there's some things that I'm going to have to take head on in my life just because I'm a black man. And those are the kind of things that I'm teaching my black son. You know, he's going to grow up to be a black man someday. Those are the kinds of things that I talk about to him. You know, I'm not faced with, uh, you know, the things that Dwayne Wade has to, uh, you know, handle in his household. I don't I cannot sit here and definitively say how I would handle a certain thing. Um I just I'm just sticking on that line where it's like what I do know is that I have respect for other people and I just have respect for myself as well. And I just look for reciprocity in all those dealings that I'm going to have with whoever. Now, I don't have a problem until you're crossing the line and disrespecting me. Then there's an issue. And I don't care if you black, white, trans, you know, gay or whoever. Like if you're being disrespectful and you're crossing lines that I feel are being disrespectful, then we have a problem until then. Hey, man, I hope you, you know, live a live a healthy, happy life, whoever you are. Yeah, no, nah, man, you make a you make a great point. Again, like I said before, you know, I'm, I'm going to raise my kids the way I feel is in their best interest. Even if I make mistakes, you know, I hope that I can groom them to be better individuals to be free thinkers think for yourself don't have your um don't have your your thoughts and your opinions swayed easily by outside noise and i can live with you know the results of that so i mean i don't again it's not really a topic that i feel comfortable with because i feel like even the way we discuss it you know we're damn near walking on eggshells, but at the end of the day, you don't want to disrespect anybody, um, you know, in their lifestyle. But, you know, to each they own, to each to each his own. I think at the end of the day, um, it's one race of people. We're all the human race. And within that race of people, there's all different lifestyles that we choose to live. However, we may not agree with each other, but we should all respect one another. And just because you disagree with a person doesn't necessarily mean that you hate a person. And I think that's the point that we need to get to, to where we can comfortably talk to each other and have a healthy discussion, whether we agree or not, and not necessarily focusing on the things that we disagree with, but focusing in the areas that we agree with or we agree on because there are some things that everybody has in common and you know once we get to that point and we're not forcing lifestyle choice on each other where they're forcing it on us or we're forcing it on them then i think it's a lot easier to coexist what's up y'all don't forget to follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Two Peas and a Bong. That is the number two, W O P E E Z A N D A B O N G. Two Peas and a Bong. That's our handle on IG, Twitter, and Facebook, y'all. Thanks for rocking with us. We'll catch y'all on the next one.